The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Awakening World. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello, how are you doing? This is Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and this is the first live show in several weeks, so I want to thank you all for your diligence in listening and supporting the show. We won't have any uh, uh, encores for a while, so thank you for your support. Now, today we're going to be discussing uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Comer's book, It Works If You Work It. The Jubilee Edition. I know there are several people who have the five separate books that were uh, put out years ago, but now they have an edition where all five smaller books are put into one book. So we're going to make sure that we give everyone an opportunity to, obviously, if you have the book, I'll be teaching out of part one, but the pages won't match up. So the pages that I'll be giving today will be out of the Jubilee edition. But if you have the old version, it's the same material. You just have to kind of filter through and and find the information. If you have the old version or the new Jubilee edition, I would suggest making sure that you pick it up and read it because it's filled and packed with information, with principles that help us transform our experiences by helping us realize the presence and power of God within us. So let's go forward with it. Now, I do uh, want to remind you that Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, uh, headed by our senior minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells, live streams every Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. So those who are out in the area listening to this or might be listening to the download later, come in, check us out, go to the website at www.cutemple.org. And if you're in Chicago, we would love to see you. We would love to worship with you. We also have a Wednesday evening service, Bible 365, which is 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. That service isn't streamed, but what we're doing is taking the major narratives of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and explaining the metaphysical interpretation and the practical application. So I think that it would be beneficial to you. So we want to make sure that you know that we're presenting the material that helps transform the world. We believe that we have these practical techniques, these practical principles, these 
uh, teachings that help people discover the truth within themselves. When we know who we are in God and who God is in us, that allows us to be able to go forth and conquer life, conquer our experiences and realize that we're overcomers, not victims to circumstances. So make sure when you have the opportunity, please check us out. Now, I'm going to be starting again with the Jubilee edition of It Works If You Work It. And that'll be the theme until the end of September. I'll have some special guests in October. I think you'll like it's going to be some really nice shows. And we're going to be doing some different things going forward to make sure that we cover every angle of this new thought, metaphysical Bible, uh, universal law, practical Christianity angle. We want to make sure that we cover a lot of information. And again, we want to make sure that you do call in. And if you have any questions or comments, you have the opportunity to do so. Also, I'd like to remind you all before I get started, one more thing, because it's been a while since I've talked to you, that I do have a Facebook page for this show. And you can go to Facebook and look up Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell and find the show. So please give that, if you have a Facebook page, uh, go on there and click like on my page so you can get any updates and information as needed. So with that, let's go forward. Turning to page 12 in the Jubilee edition of It Works If You Work It. And Reverend Coleman s- starts talking about prosperity. The first three books of It Works If You Work It were originally prosperity books. The fourth book was a healing book and the fifth book was on prayer. So the subject that I'll be talking about for the next several weeks will be prosperity because those are the first three books she states when our phases of mind within us understand who and what we are and why we were born and really hear what jesus is saying we will no longer experience lack or limitation in any way on this earth i'm excited about it i'm excited because i discovered that these principles work And I'm excited to be able to share them with you because I love you so much. If you could get turned on with the idea of abundant, prosperous living, you could then give it to everyone you contact. Now, this is key what she is about to say after this. One person with the consciousness of abundance can raise the consciousness of a thousand others. All you have to do is be it. Get the teaching for yourself, then go out and live it. If you let God be what he really is through you, he will change your life. You will become what you are supposed to be, a messenger for prosperity in every way. So Reverend Coleman is stating to us that this all begins in the mind. Because she says when our phases of mind within us understand, when our phases of mind within us comprehend, when our phases of mind within us can grasp who we are, what we are and who we are and why we're here and what Jesus is teaching us, then we'll know that we are the image and likeness of God, the self-expression of God, and we were not created to live lives of lack, limitation, suffering, pain, and misery, and all this other stuff that we were created to live healthy, happy, and prosperous lives. Not because of anything we have done, but because of who we are in God. Because 
if we're the image and likeness of God, then we are heirs to the attributes of God. We're heirs to the fruit of the spirit, as scripture states. So we have to be aware and responsive to the understanding of who we are. My favorite quote in all of spirituality is Emmett Fox's quote from the book, The Sermon on the Mount, in the chapter by their fruits, where he states, there is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. So when she says, when our phases of mind within us understand, she's saying, when you understand it, you demonstrate it. So it's key that we get understanding. As scripture says, wisdom is the principal thing. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Which then she goes on and says, one of the main reasons why we should seek to understand who and what we are so we can demonstrate prosperity in our lives. And prosperity, just for for clarity purposes, is talking about total well-being. That includes financial independence. That includes a fulfilled life that includes health in our bodies, that includes loving relationships, that includes peaceful workplaces, that includes all things that are harmonious to the soul. But here's we get the key of why she says you need to seek it for yourself, because she says one person with the consciousness of abundance can raise the consciousness of a thousand others. So you don't just become prosperous for you. If you have loved ones, family, a spouse or children or parents that you're taking care of, many people now are in situations where not only are they taking care of their children, they're taking care of their parents. They're taking care of their grandparents. Or you have grandparents who are now taking care of their grandchildren. We have siblings, we have loved ones, we have family members who we would love to be able to help and support. We have uh, charities or our churches that we want to support and make sure that they have the things that they need to fulfill their missions. But for us to help and support them, we have to be make sure that we have our stuff right. So that's why she says all you have to do is be it. Get the teaching for yourself, then go out and live it. One of uh, my many teachers, I'm used to say, um, Reverend Herbert Lasseter, uh, who has a, a center with his wife, who's the senior minister of Emmaus Spiritual Center in Chicago, Illinois. He used to always say or ask the question, am I a practitioner of truth or presenter of truth? And I think that is a valid question because sometimes it's easier to talk about truth than it is to practice it. It's easier to have conversations about the book that you just read or the sermon that you just heard than it is to actually go put the principles in action from the book or to live the sermon. So we have to ask ourselves, am I talking about it or am I being it? Am I dedicated? Here's the key. Am I dedicated and committed to living it because I want my life transformed? Again, truth transforms. That's the name of this show. And truth is God. Truth is the principle. Truth is the universal law. Truth is the awareness of who you are in God and who God is in you. So when she says, get the teaching for yourself, then go out and live it. She's saying that, first of all, we have to firmly grasp it for ourselves. Then we can go out and transform our communities. Think about 
what it looks like to be able to pass on to your children and grandchildren an inheritance of not only prosperity, but divine order and peace and loving experiences and going out and living fulfilled lives and having the education that you desire and they desire because of the consciousness work that you are putting in right now. You know, I think about how when a, um, a Kennedy is born, that they are born into trust funds. They're not thinking about how, you know, Kennedys aren't thinking about how am I going to pay for my child's college education? How am I going to pay for uh, their proper elementary schooling? How am I going to make sure that they have the opportunities that they deserve because of work that was put in in previous generations? And that's just one example. The children that are born into that family are born into a consciousness of wealth. You know, uh, and I'm sure people can come up with reasons why, et cetera, whether granddaddy did this and et cetera, that and whatever. But at this point, let's just talk about the fact that the kids are born into a consciousness of wealth. They're born into a consciousness of opportunity and possibility. And many times parenting could even be uh, disrupted because of the stress of finances. Number one reason why people get divorced is money. Money, argument over money, or how bills are going to be paid, or how things are going to be done. So when the money isn't right, most of the time, life isn't right. Because our minds are always on it. People talk about people who have money, think about money all the time. No, people who don't have money, think about money all the time. Because you're trying to figure out how you're going to make ends meet. And how you robbing Peter to pay Paul. And all of the other things that go along with that process. So it's important to demonstrate prosperity because when we demonstrate prosperity, it allows us to be better spouses, better mates, better uh, church attendees, better employees, better bosses, better managers, better parents, better children, better siblings, better friends. Because our minds aren't stressed and worried about the heating bill or the electric bill or the car note or the mortgage or the rent or how you're going to pay that medical bill. Those things matter and they wear on people. And when things wear on us, the people who are closest to us are the people that normally suffer from our stress. So it's necessary for us to get the prosperity so we can go out and help change transform the experience now she goes on to say on page 14 she says you must become aware of lavish abundance in outer ways in order to demonstrate it in your life now many people have something against outer ways and outer things and i say that and say that i must not talk about outer things well what else am i going to talk about if it's cold outside i need a fur coat now, you got to remember, this is pre-Peter. So when she was talking about things, Johnny had a liking for her fur coats. But anyway, she goes on to say, do you understand what I'm talking about? I don't know what, how other teachers handle it, but I teach from my soul that there is absolutely nothing that is not made out of God. If you can tell me one thing is God and another thing is not God, then you are telling me that there is more than one presence. I teach one presence, 
one power, one body, one mind, one God. Never ever believe that one thing is material and another thing is spirit. Everything is God in whatever form it appears. So she's trying to help us differentiate this concept that outer wealth has nothing to do with spirituality. It's all God. It's all God. And God will show up as the transportation, as the shelter, as the finances, as the health, as the relationship, or whatever, or as the job, or whatever. It's just God appearing in the form as that thing. So we have to understand that when we separate, try to say, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, uh, having uh, uh, material wealth is not spiritual, then we're separating uh, uh, and thinking from a concept of duality that there's something other than God. See, see, the issue is not the the things. The, the issue is putting the things over the realization that they're just ex- expressions of God. God is the one presence and one power. Therefore, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's the way we do it. But the things that are added are the things that are necessary for us to live a life that is is meaningful and fulfilled and satisfied. So it's something for us to think about. We need to, I'm going to say we need to, I would suggest that we give ourselves an opportunity to win by accepting the truth that we're spiritual beings. And because we're spiritual beings, it is God's will that we live healthy, happy, and prosperous lives. Now, I would like to hear from you. Um, you can give me a call at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. I would like to remind you that, you know, if you have a call or a comment, please make sure. I've heard before that people don't call in because they want, don't want to stop me from teaching, but I like to hear from people. I like to make sure that people are getting it. I want to make sure that people are comprehending what's going on so please as you have the opportunity to uh call in if you do please do i like to hear from you it doesn't have to even be a long question or comment also uh, again i want to remind you that uh christ universal temple live streams all of his services you can make sure that you check us out at www.cutemple.org uh every sunday 10 30 a.m to 12 noon central standard time and if you're in Chicago, we'd love to see you. Make sure if you're in town, especially if you're a listener of this show, make sure when you come in the building, you ask for me so I can uh, love you up when you come in the building. And we have the Wednesday evening service, also Bible 365. And right now we just happen to be going through Jesus. We just started doing the Jesus stories, and that should be pretty fly. We're going to be covering a lot of different things. So uh, we have a quick break, and then we will be back with truth transforms momentarily now god bless Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, 
we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness and her co-authors, have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Back to Transforms. We're talking about It Works If You Work It, uh, the, the book by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Talking about some of her prosperity teachings, and we have a caller on the line, Joshua Lee from Baltimore. Hi, Joshua. How are you doing? Hi, Brother Galen. How are you, sir? Excellent, excellent. And you had a comment. Please share. Yeah, so um, I am a mental health therapist, and I'm also in attend one of the 
uh, Universal Foundation for Better Living Churches in Baltimore. And I, when you talk about transferring the prosperity consciousness to other people, of course I do that with my children and other family members, but I also began to do it with uh, some of my clients. And um, just kind of present to one of my clients who came out of prison uh, after spending 30 years there, and you know, we're doing the basic cognitive behavioral approaches, but there's something that started uh, nudging me <laughs> to say share more about prosperity uh, and prosperity consciousness thinking and so forth. So I've begun a, a separate uh, kind of process with him to start talking about, you know, what you think about, you bring about. And just within the past month or so, um, he's on fixed income and things like that, but he's starting to kind of see where his thinking impacts his day. Right. And, um, and I'm, so I'm just happy uh, that he's kind of getting it. Very basic. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of uh, education. It doesn't matter. But he's starting to get the basic principles, and he's excited about the, the prospect of, learning more about it. So I just wanted to share that um, with you today. That, that, that's a great example, and it shows that anybody can learn these uh, principles. A person coming mm-hmm. out of a prison for 30 years, but if they're dedicated to a transformed life and they're open and receptive to learning, they can, through exposure to these principles, not only transform their experience, but think about how the people that might be in his circle that might have produced mm-hmm. the circumstances that he was in. If he can be mm-hmm. a, a space of transformation in that community, what, how that community could be transformed. I also want to give you an opportunity to say the name of your church and, the, and the, give the shout out to your pastor. So if people are in the area, they might want to stop by and check you all out. Okay, great. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, again, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, and the name of my church is the one God. One Thought, Center for Better Living, and I uh, want to give a shout-out to my pastor, the Reverend uh, Burnett Lee Jones. Thank you for that. Beautiful, beautiful. Do you have a website? Yeah, it's new. I don't want to mess it up. I'll give the wrong one. Okay, well, <laughs> everybody just look up One Guy, One Thought for Better Living in Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm sure that uh, Google can, or Bing or whatever server you use can find it. But thanks, thanks, Joshua, for the call in. I appreciate it. Okay, you got it. Peace and blessings. God bless you. All right. So right. as we're going forward, and on page 14, Reverend Coleman starts to talk about prayer, and she says, "People argue about whether it is right to pray for things." My answer is yes. God is good, and that good is unlimited. But we must ask and knock. Now she gives an example. And this is beautiful. She says, "My example is very is a very very simple one, but I love it. You know that there's water in that faucet. You can get your glass when you feel thirsty and want a drink of water, and you can stand in front of that faucet with the glass as long as you want to. You can stand there. You can affirm and affirm." But the water is still in the faucet, isn't it? Unless you reach over and turn the faucet on, the water is going to stay in the faucet. The same thing with your refrigerator. If you decide if you want a glass of milk, 
You can stand outside the fridge for the rest of your life if you want to. You've got to open the door to get the milk out. Now, when I say ask, I don't mean that you should tell God a specific way to do it. When we try to give God a specific pathway to come through, we then limit God and our thought and our good comes to us down that little narrow pathway. And he might have wanted to come in a more abundant way. I want you to understand and see the difference, but realize that if you do, if you do not ask, claim, demand, and accept your inheritance as a spiritual being, you will not receive it. When you ask God for help, you are claiming your inheritance as a child of God. Do you understand the difference? Now, this is key yet again. Because she brings up understanding. So she's saying that the God is available as the source of our supply, but we have to ask it. We have to ask, claim, demand, or accept our inheritance to receive it. So just because God is the source of your supply does not mean that you have money in, in your pocket and can pay your bills. Just because God is the health in your body does not mean that currently you are expressing the what that health means. You could be going through some health issues right now and God is life. But that doesn't mean that you benefit from it because only the understanding of that truth allows you to benefit from it. Again, she says, do you understand the difference? Going back to the Emmy Fox quote, there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. And in the book Lessons and Truth, uh, H.M. Lakati talks about blind faith versus understanding faith and she also talks about spiritual understanding in another chapter in other words we need to understand we need to have a realization of this truth for it to benefit us and to benefit others in our experience we have to get it for ourselves and getting it means asking claiming demanding and accepting accepting what i am one with god i am the image and likeness of god i'm the self-expression of god I am the prosperity of God. I am the peace of God. I am the love of God. I am the joy of God. I am the harmony of God. What is true about God is true about me. Now, she goes on to say that God does not have what you need. God is the substance of that need. You do not have to ask God for life. God is life. And you are the projection of that life. This is on page 15. I am trying to make it clear to you that your prayers should change as you begin to work with bringing your dreams into manifestation. From today on, you should no longer beg God for anything. You should claim it. Now, Reverend Coleman was big on people not begging and beseeching God for things or trying to cut deals with God. And. You know, if God, if you do this, I do that. And I'll, you know, you know how it goes. If I, you get me out of this, God, I'll never, et cetera, et cetera. All these things are begging and beseeching things that coming from a standpoint of thinking that we're lesser than who we really are. When we come from a standpoint that we are, you know, servants, slaves or or not worthy of the best, then we approach the divine as if we're not divine. Sort of like the prodigal son, the prodigal son, when he came to himself and came back to the father, he still came back to the father in the capacity of desiring to be a servant. 
But when he got there, it says that the father saw him coming up, ran to him, kissed him on his neck, and told the servants, bring out the best robe, bring out the shoes, bring out the the ring, kill the fatted calf. Why? Because my son is back. Now, the the son might have had a servant mentality. The father saw his child. The father saw his his beloved. The father saw the one that was worthy of the robe, the shoes, the ring, and the fatty calf. See, we don't see ourselves as God sees us, and therefore that's why we don't believe we deserve the best. So she's saying, when you know who you are, your praying, your prayer should change. You shouldn't be praying, okay, God, and, you know, and, and, you know, God, if you see fit, you can change it if your will. I know it'll be whatever and all of that stuff. When we should be claiming and affirming the truth of who we are in every experience. Now, does that mean that we always remember that? Absolutely not. We don't always remember that. But when we do, we get back on the horse and we go forward. Does that mean that there'll be times in life where you don't see the situation coming and like a blindside hit, it might knock you down, sometimes knock you out. But when you wake up, you get yourself off the floor and dust yourself off and you get back to working with the principles. Don't beat yourself up, but make sure that you know who you are, that even when life experiences knock you down, you're still divine. You know who you are. If Muhammad Ali at times lost the belt or he had a difficult fight or he might have been losing at times, he never forgot he was the champ. He was the champ before he had the belt. He was the champ when he had the belt. He was the champ when he lost the belt in between. And in 2012, even through all the experiences that he's been through physically, when people see him, they refer to him as the champ because that's who he is. And because he knew it and he was willing to affirm it and stand on that and live from that space, the world will always consider Muhammad Ali the champ. Because when he walked in the room, he told people, the champ is here. Now, Raymond Coleman goes on to say on page 15, you don't have to be concerned about where it's coming from. She's talking about your prosperity. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to your life. But don't put those things first. If you seek God first, he will add unto you everything that you need. When you seek God first. He will not let you be hungry nor beg for bread. When you seek God first, you will have health and holiness in your body. Jesus said all of these things will be taken care of. And I know that Jesus has never told a lie. Now, what she's saying is this consciousness or the realization of truth is what does it. Because God is. Not God was or God will be. God is. And because God is, that consciousness of truth becomes the source or the channel or the vessel that God, your true spiritual nature, your I am or Christ nature, expresses through into your life world and affairs. Now, we have to remember, when we start talking about God, God is the source, God is the love, God is the peace, we're not talking about something that's separate from you. We're talking about the, the understanding that you are spirit. God is spirit. You're spirit. Because the image and likeness of spirit is spirit. 
Therefore, the God that heals your body is the God within you, your true nature. The God that prospers you is not a God some far away up there somewhere by and by. But the presence and power of God as you expressing in your life role and affairs. Again, remember your spirit, soul, body. The spirit part of you is the image and likeness of God, the perfect pattern, the idea, the word, the son. The soul part of you is the entire mind. The soul of you is the superconscious or Christ mind, the conscious phase of mind, which is the intellect, the thinking phase, and the subconscious feeling nature that houses memories and attitudes and beliefs and, and concepts and all the stuff that we've accumulated through the life of the soul. So really it is the conscious mind becoming aware of spirit that expresses it through our body and our body is not just our physical structure but the body is anything that has to do with our three-dimensional life everything that has to do with our physical being so relationship is body job is body money is body career is body church is body your community is body home is body anything that has to do with the physical you is body so we want our bodies to be healthy. That means that we want everything that, does, that has to do with our physical experience to be healthy. That's what it's saying. That's true prosperity. She goes on to say, the gates of heaven are before our eyes and the keys are in our hands. Right here is the promised land. Can you just stop and think about that? Right here, right where you're at, in the midst of whatever you're going through, the promised land is right here before our eyes. But we can't see it many times because we're st- we're stuck in what the five senses are telling us and what the world is telling us and what the news is telling us and our intellect is telling us and our old past belief systems are telling us. She says right here at the promised land. She goes on to say the secret of prosperity lies in building a consciousness of prosperity. So as we think and feel prosperity, that's building up a consciousness of prosperity. She says, until we can see and feel the good, we can't accept it. So we have to not only see prosperity, we have to feel it. Feel it deep down in our bones. She goes on to say, don't do not pray to God to let your good happen, but accept that it has already happened. Accept it now. So. I'm not praying for good to happen. I'm praying and knowing that it already has. Think about that. I don't have to wait for my peace and neither do you. We don't have to wait to feel the experience of love. God as love is already here. God as supply is already here. God as joy, fulfillment, satisfaction is already here. Accept it now. Accept the truth of who you are, even in the midst of a giant situation like David facing Goliath. You can have something in your face right now that's so large that you think that you can't handle it. But realize, as David knew, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. And when you know that it's the Lord's, you know that it's not even a battle. That's the realization of truth that I'm talking about, that Reverend Coleman taught 
for 50 years to the Congregation of Christ Universal Temple and around the world and through starting the Universal Foundation for Better Living. These, this is the message that allowed a, a, a woman who had six months to live in the early 1950s not only transform and heal her body, but start Christ Universal Temple with eight people around her dinner table and built the largest church at the time in all of the city of Chicago, teaching an alternative metaphysical Christianity. And being a woman in Chicago doing that, that says something. It says that these teachings work if you work it. Built the biggest church in Chicago teaching new thought. We can't. This message is powerful and it could go out and transform the world. Now we have to take one more break. And when we come back, we'll recap and go over a couple of more things. Make sure you call in 888-558-6489. I love to hear from you. We'll be right back with Truth Transformed. more and play more at Unity Village. Join like-minded friends for the Unity World Day of Prayer Retreat. Living the Life Divine. Fully Human, Fully Divine. September 9th through 14th, 2012. Explore who you're truly meant to be with presenter Rev. Mary Omwake and soul-stirring music by Devotion. Plus, be at Unity Village, front and centered, for Unity World Day of Prayer activities. To register, visit unityvillage.org forward slash prayer or call 1-866-34-UNITY. That's 1-866-34-UNITY. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time, on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and today we're talking about It Works If You Work It, the Jubilee Edition of uh, or book of the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, the founder of Christ Universal Temple and the Universal Foundation for Better Living, and one of the giants of the New Thought movement. 
one of the absolute giants, built the largest ministry in New Thought, uh, was on TV as a New Thought TV evangelist in as early as 1980, 81, uh, in several cities. We're talking about somebody who really worked the principles big time. And we're sifting from her wisdom today, trying to learn some of these principles that she taught because – as uh, Reverend Coleman um, always would let us know, we have to learn how to stand on our own two big spiritual feet. So as we learn these principles, we can stand on our two big spiritual feet because we'll know what we need to know to live a transformed experience. Now, I want to read from page 18 of the Jubilee edition, and I'll be teaching this book through the end of September. She says on page 18, many of us were. Many of us were taught not to use our best. Don't use that good linen. Don't use the china or the good dishes. We can only use them on Sunday or when company came or when we wanted to show off. Keep your good things and only use them on special occasions and save that linen for a rainy day. Every time you save for a rainy day, you can bet your bottom dollar it is going to rain. When you save those good sheets, pillowcases, and pajamas because you might get sick, guess what happens? Use what you have. Use everything you have. Spray on your best cologne and put on your best nightgown. Put on your best clothes today instead of saving them for a rainy day. You are in heaven right now, so dress, act, and smell like one of his angels. If no one else is there, dress up and smell good for yourself. Use what you have and don't worry about where money is coming from nothing more can come to you until you use what you got Mm. so she's saying that this we've been conditioned not to utilize the best for ourselves only utilize the best for others or when we dress up we dress up for others or for special occasions we don't have to have a special occasion to look good to dress up to make sure that we're looking our best that we're carrying ourselves or she would say smelling good or whatever we need to do. Go home and pull out your best stuff and eat on your best china, your best place. Use your best dishes. You know, you know. she would tell people, if you want to go out to eat to a nice restaurant, take yourself out to eat. Because we teach people about how we treat ourselves. People watch, so they know what you're about by how you treat yourself. We teach people what's important to us, and we teach ourselves ourselves what's important to us, and we teach universal law what's important to us as well. And what am I saying by that? We're telling the universe what's important to us by how we think, feel, and treat ourselves. So when we think less of ourselves, when we feel less of, uh, about ourselves, when we devalue ourselves, when we speak unkindly about ourselves, we're telling the universe that we don't treasure ourselves. Therefore, why should we have abundance? We, we only think that the good stuff is for everybody else, not for ourselves. So we have to make sure that we work it out in our own minds. Now, this is something she said, and I get the crux of it because people get caught up in terminology and, and instead of what she's saying. She said, say it to yourself this way. My father is a millionaire, and I am a millionaire. He wants me to have the best. He wants me to travel first class. I expect the best and use my best without guilt or regret. 
Now, that was Reverend Coleman's way of saying to herself that I deserve the best. And I'm supposed to be prosperous because God is the one presence and one power in the universe. So if God is all, we have all. Now, we have another caller uh, that is tuned in. Let us um, find out who that is. Caller, are you online? Yes, I am. Okay, hi. Who am I speaking to? Oh, Reverend McDowell. My name is Gwen Flagg, and I go to CUT in Chicago with uh, Reverend Wells and Jean. How are you? Beautiful. Sounds like a plan. Do you have a question or a comment? Yes, I do. I deal with young people all the time, and when I give them the principles of asking for what they want, a lot of the times the feedback they give me is that, well, I know a lot of things that I want my parents or whatever tell me I shouldn't have. How do I break it down to them to let them know that when they ask for things, uh, they're going to receive what's in their best interest because they feel like God is going to say, no, you can't have that, just like their parents say, no, you can't have that. So as a result, they don't even ask. They feel like if they ask, they're wasting their time. Right. Well, well, the thing about it is, well, it's a couple of things. Obviously, you know, I have to know the setting, what you can and can't say as far as, you know, kids are concerned because that depends on the job, talking about spirituality, God, and all those things mm-hmm. can be uh, um, can can be tricky and we have to care right. about things. Uh, so let me just state that right off the bat. So I don't want to say go do that because I don't know your setting or your context. Uh, I do think though, as we talk about God from the standpoint of talking with kids in general, I'm not talking about your children, but I'm talking about children in general is we still talk about it from the standpoint of them comprehending it from a parental standpoint instead of from a principle and universal law standpoint that if we're teaching God like a super parent, a supernatural parent, then their concept of it is got my human parent says yes and no to things. And therefore my supernatural parent says yes and no to things instead of realizing that, that, God is is the very spirit within them, the very intelligence that works within them, uh, the very source of their supply. And as they grow in understanding, knowing how to work with their own thinking, their own feeling, as they learn how to pray and make contact with the spirit within them, then they're working from the dynamic of their expectation, their faith, and their realization. It's not, I'm asking God for this and God will give it to me. Because that's still based upon the old concept that Reverend Coleman was teaching us for many years to get away from. It's from the standpoint of let me get my mind on the possibility. If you remember uh, our, our brother and friend, Les Brown, used to always come to CUT, and he would always teach this lesson called It's Possible. See, because sometimes you can't tell a person, well, yeah, this will be done, and if you do this, this will happen. But we have to open people up to the possibility of prosperity, the possibility of healing, the possibility that you can get the education, the schooling that you want, the, uh, that you can have the relationships that you desire, the possibility of the good. See, one of the things that's tripping up our kids is our, their parents, and we as adults don't live from our possibilities. We're living from our past. Mm-hmm. So we're conditioning them. And since we're living life talking to God like, okay, God, if you give me this, if you could just let me pay the, the electric bill this month, I'll stop drinking or whatever, uh, then, then it – we pass that on and that conditioning to our children. So what has to happen is, first of all, we have to make sure that we grasp it for ourselves well. And then as we do our study 
and work with it. We can communicate it in a way that's simplistic enough for them to get it. In other words, let's not make it complicated. Let's not make it super theological. Let's not make it it tied in a gigantic biblical language. Simple, practical principles for better living. So what what if you're working with kids and again I don't know your context so I'm not telling you to go yes, do anything. Yes, I am. I do. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. I work with kids in groups and and uh, one church, of the church choirs and things like that. Right. You know, one of the things that I, you know, I always tell people to get the book The Simple Truth by Mary Alice and Richard Jaffola. Uh, they also have another book called The Quest that I think that kind of explains these principles in a simplistic way. Um and then, you know, um, that allows it to, you know, break down, et cetera. And, you know, depending on the dynamic, especially with, you know, I have a child that's almost 13 in a couple of weeks. Um, you sit down and you talk to Good him, and you, that. you know, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Because as you sit down and explain to them, uh, they grasp it quicker than we do because they're not dealing with the fil- that filter has less junk in it. So it, the, the, the simpler we can explain it. And the simpler we can demonstrate it and live it, the easier it makes it. You know, so, you know, work with it. Break it down. Go try to find material that allows you, Stephen Covey's material or other people's material. It's a lot of stuff that helps kids transition and think according to principle, Napoleon Hill and different stuff. Just keep working with it. The main thing is stay dedicated to the possibility that these kids can live lives that are consistent with their spiritual nature. And as you stay committed to that, the universe will make a way for you. Okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. You too. Now, so to to wrap up today's show, and again, next week and the week after that and the week after that, et cetera, all during the month of September, we're going to be talking about It Works If You Work It by Johnny Coleman. Um, we want to make sure that you grasp it. Go back, listen to the uh, download again if you've listened to it today to try to make sure you get the crux of it. If you don't have the book, you can order it. Um, call Christ Universal Temple. Uh, go online to the bookstore. If we don't have it uh, in the bookstore currently, we'll order it from the Universal Foundation for Better Living and make sure we get it. Uh, so we want to make sure everybody has the opportunity to study this spiritual giant who not only taught prosperity, healing, and living a courageous big life. She was famous for a lesson called How Big Is Your God? she she lived big and she challenged her people to live big and if you read this material and you work with the principles that are in this material as I give it and as you read the book you'll live and transform your experience because it works principle God universal law it works if you work it I've had a great time talking with you all today thank you to the call in people and thank you for all who are listening and thank you for the people who will download this later uh let's continue to work with this stuff let's continue to go and and transform life let's go continue to live big live for my spiritual realization realize that right here and right now god has prepared all this good for us but we have to claim it we have to accept it and go live who we are thank you and i'll talk with you next week take care Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. 
This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. a human life based on the principles of an evolutionary spirituality look like? Reverend Kelly Isola wants to talk with people of every faith or no faith at all to passionately participate in the next great epic in the emergence of consciousness and culture. If the choice is ours to consciously evolve, then what can life look like at this pivotal time in human history? Join us each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time for Spiraling Consciousness with host Reverend Kelly Isola right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. <laughs> 